0: live from the santa barbara neighborhood in martinez town you're listening to Drink minimum with chris billy michael and smiley all right welcome back this is chris Drink minimum billy's here michael's here they're off camera smiley's on camera and we have From the Destiny Wrestling Organization, Superstar Hobo Hank. Good to be here. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. So we were talking a little off mic. Um, Yeah, so other than you, one of my favorite groups to come through and and watch on when I go to the Destiny Wrestling uh, shows is P.P. Ray. Right. What does P.P. Ray stand? What does that mean? You know, your guess is as good as mine. Okay. I, I really don't know. Those two guys know how to, like, they're bad guys, first of all. Mm. They come out. Let me explain what they look like. They're, they're in very good shape. Um, they wear the little Speedos. They have boots on. They wear fanny packs with members-only jackets, and they match. So I don't know where they get these members-only jackets. Uh, somewhere in L.A. match. Yeah. And you're telling me that they drive from L.A. to do a show in Albuquerque once a month, because they do a lot of shows with you guys. Mm-hmm. That's
1: great. Cr- yeah. I've seen them three times. Yeah. So, three times they drove 12 hours to get here and do a wrestling match. Oh, uh, at least, yeah. I, you know, a lot of these guys travel cross country by car to, to be part that of the show. It's crazy. Yeah, I've wrestled guys here in Albuquerque from Illinois, uh, Missouri, all over. And I mean, and what people
0: are not understanding is they're not making a lot of money doing this. No. I know they're not. No. You're, I mean, $50 to 100 bucks, maybe? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So for $50 to $100, Billy, would you drive from here to L.A. to play a show and then drive back?
2: I've been on tour plenty of times, so yes, that's, that's fair. For like, I don't know, but the thing
0: is... But I'm you're playing, going to I, I, a lot of places. A lot of places.
2: Like, you know, for a two-week tour, $50 a night for four people. I'm not no, even no. making $50. Bucks. This,
0: this is like, hey, Billy, this weekend, would you drive to L.A., play a show, drive back? We're going to give you $100.
2: If it was fun, yeah. Okay,
0: fair enough. Yeah, fair if, enough. If,
2: if, if it's something I really love doing, if I yeah. if I get a chance to play, you know, and fucking, I whiskey I, a go go,
0: and I pay my little fifteen dollars, and these guys entertain the shit out of me. I think they are the funniest. Just the comedy, like they know the comedy aspect of the game. They do. You know, they come out and like the one guy will, you know, they'll get up there on the thing on the on the in the corner. And the one guy will still have his, his 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 members only jacket on, and he'll point at some girl and he'll go, "I'm gonna take this off." And he goes to take it off, and then he goes, "No, I'm not taking it off for you." <laughs> and he turns around, <laughs> and you laugh. You're like, ah, you know. Yeah. And and they'll they do they're really good. I don't know how those guys haven't like jumped up a level. And the only thing I can figure out is they're just really short. They're small guys.
1: They're not large, no.
0: No, and and unfortunately that you know. That's a big deal, but they are really good at what they do, and I, I really entertain. My friend and I both, like, we love that; We think they're the best part, and, you know, they do the weird grinding stuff. You know, they'll, they'll throw a guy into the ropes, and he's, like, laying on the ropes, and they'll drape their leg over him and just grind and point at a girl in the <laughs> crowd, and, and it's just hilarious. I don't know. Um, so, what is the
1: worst thing that has ever happened to you wrestling? Um couple years ago it was here in albuquerque actually uh we were doing a show it was called bound by violence <laughs> and um it, it was all it was all hardcore matches the entire night was was booked as hardcore matches and there okay. was some really off the wall kind of things i mean they had matches with with legos and uh um, gross you know vcr I, tapes and just stepping on a lego i feel cringing doing <laughs> that. Yeah. sure yeah you know They're barefoot um so there was there was seven matches that night, and I was the heavyweight champion at the time. It was a tournament and and I was the sixth match of the seven and I was defending the heavyweight title and One of the matches prior to me there was a bed of broken glass outside the ring. oh man, and one of the wrestlers had had gotten thrown into the to the glass, and the glass went all over the ground all over the floor and uh, I was actually warned by one of the security guards I was standing back in the little you know the, the curtain room getting ready to go out. And he said, "Hey, Hank, be careful out there, there's some glass, so watch yourself." And uh, lo and behold, I was wrestling a guy named uh, El Gringo Loco that night. Okay. And uh Grin- a- Gringo, Loco? Gringo Loco, El Gringo Loco. Yeah, so crazy white guy. The crazy white guy. <laughs> yeah. He's out of Lubbock. He's he's a great wrestler. Um we're outside the ring, you know, about 5 minutes into the match, something like that, and and uh he puts my head this side of my head on top of the broken glass and he oh. steps on my head and grinds it. Oh no. And when he did, it severed this artery right here. Holy shit. It just laid me wide open. And, um, you know, I almost, almost bled to death right there on the spot. Shit. Um, you know, luckily I had some years behind me, so I, I was able to stay calm. I finished the match quickly. Did you finish the match? I did finish the match. Yeah. That's pretty um, well, yeah. I figured I had a couple minutes, you know, yeah, before it was, <laughs> serious critical? And critical so i yeah I, I took him in and wrapped him up and pinned him and uh and then chad thomas actually came out to to jump me and i guess he didn't know the severity of the injury and he just starts wailing on me and and uh doing the thing and i'm i'm bleeding to death while he's doing it um but you know, obviously i'm fine so we went you lived yeah i went and got some stitches and damn good to go so. chad thomas is a wrestler from amarillo mm-hmm. right that's right so you guys you guys bring a lot of guys in from amarillo right uh we do yeah i mean i think part of that's uh amarillo is known for wrestling it always yeah, has been always and, I mean, we were talking outside and dory funk terry funk so yeah the funks and uh i worked funk for you many many years i worked for ricky romero and mm. uh, the young bloods uh, Youngbloods, all those guys so. they were supposed to be from the mescalero indian
0: reservation but they were actually from amarillo
1: well they <laughs> they <laughs> had they had family here that, oh, okay. that was true yeah i was good friends with, with chris uh young yeah for a long time and i remember those guys yeah um so yeah we I, I spent a lot of my career in amarillo i mean if i wasn't in el paso one weekend i'd be in amarillo yeah, yeah because there wasn't wrestling here so you had no
0: choice yeah and um so uh, what was i going to talk to you what was i going to say so the one thing about the Amarillo wrestlers too, and they have, a, I don't,
1: what's the federation that they have over there? Um, there's, there's actually a few. There's always in been. Amarillo, really? Yeah. there. back when I used to work there, there would be three federations that would kind of battle it out. Um, wow. But I, you know, I've worked for, uh, West Texas wrestling legends. Right now, I think the one you're probably referring to is NWA Top of Texas. Okay. At the wrestle place, is that where
0: Chad and them wrestle? at? That's of? where
1: Chad, I think, primarily. Works, okay. Yeah.
0: So what I love is is like those guys. You guys bring them in, and they have automatic heat because you're like, oh, they're from Texas, right. and everybody goes, oh, boo. Does that happen when you go over there and wrestle? Uh, you
1: know, ironically, I've I've gotten the the big crowd response yeah. everywhere I've gone. But um, well, they probably don't go from New Mexico. No, yeah. To be fair, now when I wrestle out of town, like when I debuted Hobo Hank, I was from the, I think I was from the, the Loma Land Overpass in El Paso, Texas, maybe. <laughs> and uh, in yeah. Amarillo, I came from the alley behind the nap brawl Room or the alley yeah. behind the Wrestleplex or, you know, where some some kind of a yeah a spot a local spot. That's, That's hilarious. That's <laughs> I hilarious. love that.
0: But I love how they come in and they immediately have heat mm-hmm. because they're all from Amarillo, Texas, and they're all. The Mexico sucks, and they just scream it out, and immediately everybody's like, Boo, yeah.
1: fuck you!" Makes for a very easy night. That easy, yeah. my, my
2: favorite thing to go mm. to a wrestling match here in town because Chris would always bring it out. It's always the the question.
0: I, I call it the question. It's ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. Riff. I, I, I told Billy, I said, "You're going when you, we go to these wrestling matches, you're gonna love the people in the crowd. The crowd people are the best, like people watching thing, and like." I, I always love this because um, this ties into when I was a kid. And you I don't know why they think it's going to happen when you're doing a, a... Submission? No. Well, not even a submission. But yeah. Like a... What do they call it? Um, oh, it's where you're actually tired and you're, you're taking a break. Uh, rest, rest hold, yeah. rest hold. Yeah. so you're in a rest hold and you like, got him in a headlock and there's always some dude in the crowd ask him ref ask him <laughs> like the ref's like oh shit I better ask him like he forgot to ask if you're going to submit you know <laughs> yeah. and there's always someone in the crowd that <laughs> yells for this right I,
2: I, I, the, the last time I saw you wrestle there was this guy <laughs> and he was just like he looked like a cop to me he like big like shaded Oakleys and yeah. a hat and probably wore like a Never forget 9 11 shirt. Yeah. Every time we watch him, he's like, Ask him, ref. Ask him. Like he's old, ch- like an old cholo dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: They always, <laughs> in the, yeah. They always really get into it. They're like, Oh, oh, he's got him in a, you know, he, he's a rest hold. <laughs> a, yeah, he's got his arm tied up. Ask him, ref. Ask him. Dude, that's not, he's not going to submit to that. He's just going to act like his shoulder hurts. Um, <laughs> I love so that when, question. I call it the question. Yeah. Ask him. So ever since I was a kid, of course, Rick Flyer was my hero. So Rick Flair was a bad guy. So I always loved the heat and the bad guy heat, you know. So when I was a kid also, not so much now, but one of my favorite tag team was the Skyscrapers, Sid Vicious and Dangerous Danny Spivey. Yep. Well, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know what happened, but now I do as an adult. Uh, Sid Vicious, or or whatever, Sid Justice, whatever name you know him by, him and Arn Anderson got into a fight for real at the hotel, and Arn Anderson stabbed him in the, in the side and punctured his lung. What? Yeah. So Sid Vicious had to take some time off from wrestling because he had a punctured lung. So they brought in this wrestler who was really big and could fit the role in the skyscrapers. His name was Mean Mark Callis. Well, so all right, cool. I I preferred Sid Vicious, but I'll still watch the skyscrapers. Mean Mark Callis' finisher was the heart punch. You know he would grab the wrestler and he'd punch him in the heart as hard as he could, and supposedly they're like, "Ah, my heart," you know they fall down so w c w comes to Clovis, New Mexico, to our little like high school gymnasium. My grandmother, who got me into wrestling, my grandmother and my grandfather would always watch wrestling; they knew it was fake. And literally, I would go to my grandma's house, and she'd be like, did you see that Ronnie Garvin? I can't believe he took that money and turned on Dusty Rhodes. Yep. You know, stuff like that. And I'd look at my grandma like as a kid and be like, kind of like, do you not realize this is fake? But maybe she don't. Maybe she doesn't. But anytime it came anywhere close to us, she would go to the bank where they sold the tickets, wait in line, and get ringside seats. Nice. So I had ringside seats. I saw, I saw two shows growing up. I saw a WWF one, which... Had the Ultimate Warrior there. Mm-hmm. Got to see him. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Demolition. The Rougeau Brothers. Uh, Leapin' Lenny Poffo, who was Randy Savage's brother. Um, trying to think who else was there. The Junkyard Dog. That was the WWF one. Then the WCW one, which I was always a bigger WCW guy. I always felt like it was a little darker, a little more edgier. That, I got, yeah,
2: that's where like my favorite wrestler, the Raven, like, came from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he came from ECW, but yeah, sure. pretty much WCW. But he, you know, I got to see uh, Cactus Jack, also known as McFoley, or you know, whatever you want to call him, Dude Love. Dude love. <laughs> I got to see Cactus Jack. I got to see Norman the Lunatic, which he was only around for a little while, and then he went to Mexico and he became Solomon Grundy, and then the Rock and Roll Express mm-hmm. versus the Fabulous Freebirds. But it was the later Freebirds. It wasn't the earlier one, sadly. But it was uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Jimmy Jim Garvin. Right. And then Mean uh, Mark Callis versus Ricky Itaki. I don't know who the other guy was. He was some jobber. And the whole time, everybody's like rooting for the jobber guy. And I'm screaming, give him the heart punch. Give him the heart punch. And I'm excited. I'm excited. Also, Barry Wyndham was there. And I, and so I got this other guy next to me to start screaming, give him the heart punch. <laughs> And I'm rooting for him, and I'm rooting for him, and I'm rooting for him. So then he does, and he puts the guy out of his misery and pins him. And then I see him and Barry Windham sitting up atop this, the gymnasium. So I go, and I ask him for his autograph. And he's like, sure, kid. I'll give you my autograph here in about ten minutes. And I'm like excited. So I wait, and I wait. And then I watch him and Barry Windham go get in a car and just drive away. Oh, man. And I was like, I will fucking never support that guy again.
2: Who was that person?
0: The Undertaker. The Undertaker. He, Undertaker. he can fuck himself to this day. I was 12 years old, man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a... <laughs> so I've never supported The Undertaker. Oh, People my go, God. I call him the oven baker.
2: I would <laughs> kill to have a grandma who would just buy me those tickets I as a kid. And she would go. And on, on like a landline phone. like, Chris, let me talk to Chris. Let me talk to Chris. Chris, did you see that? Can you. He Ronnie
0: Garvin turned on, on Rick Flair. Right. <laughs> and they gave him that money and he was rubbing it all over his body. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I
1: when I got into it, my, my watching partner was my grandma too, my great grandma yeah. actually. Oh oh
0: yeah. It's funny because they really like it. Like it's it's a soap opera. Yeah, my absolutely. late uncle
2: was really into wrestling. Even until yeah.
0: even like the new stuff, like he would just post about it and
2: mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, like my, my, he's he died at like ninety eight. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, eighty nine. But yeah he's he was always into that into wrestling,
0: wow, it's funny now because like growing up with it, and I'm sure you two you would you would always go, man, I like that guy. what happened to that dude? Mm-hmm. Why is he not around? Why did he not get a main event push? and then you're like reading about him, you're like, oh, he had to go to rehab oh. or he died or yeah. died yeah or died yeah,
2: yeah. or he yeah he was steroids and had a heart attack, killed his family.
0: Or... The one that was crazy was like there was a guy in wCW called the Juicer. Did you ever remember that guy? The juicer. That sounds really familiar. And he would do kind of like crazy aerial maneuvers, and he'd pull off his like bandana, and like powder would come out of his hair. He was kind of like a Beetlejuice type character. And I was a kid, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's great." Well, come to find out, like he was like in Portland wrestling, and he supposedly like slept with a girl that was underage, and and like got kicked out of that territory. Yeah. So then he moved to like somewhere else, and then WCW hired him, and then they found out about it, and then fired him. And so he went to Mexico and he actually made a really good living in Mexico. Uh, I was like, wow. Matt Borner. No, it wasn't Matt Borner. I'll look it up. Yeah, it wasn't Matt. No, it wasn't Matt. Though Matt, you know, he's had his
1: demons, you know? He did. Yeah. Yeah, I I like the Dwayne character a lot. Oh, man. Yeah.
2: You're talking about just like um, wrestlers who are. Either big in the '90s or just had their career. Just had
1: a
0: short run that I was like a kid. And, and I a was short
2: like, run. You read about these people, like yeah. especially Art Bar. Ray, Razor Ramon mm-hmm. is one of those guys. Like oh, he had dude. a
0: big career. <laughs>
2: he had a big career, but then he kind of just like, holy shit, this guy is done yeah. with either drugs or just like uh, just. Well, what you didn't, out.
0: what you didn't see, because you you caught him at you caught him at the the top. He had a career. He was like a low level guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was the diamond stud. And if you watched uh, AWA, uh, he was there with Dim- – Diamond Dallas Page was his manager. Diamond Dallas Page was a manager for, like, a long time before he was ever a wrestler. And so he had him as the Diamond Stud and then I think the Samoan SWAT team as well.
1: Something like right. that. I think you're right, yeah.
0: There was some tag team they had. And so he was in the business for a long time. And what you don't know is, is like, he – like, whenever um, – Kevin Nash came in. Kevin Nash came in really late as like late and they became friends in WCW as like low level nobodies and he taught Kevin Nash a lot and that's where they became friends and then they both went to WWF together and be- and then made it. Mm-hmm. But it was like him, he was the of, of all like of him and, and Kevin Nash, he was the one that was like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Nash was, you know, I'll do five moves and you know be really good on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Hulk
2: Hogan, know? Hogan. He has his body slam. That's pretty much it. And
0: the back, scra- back rake. Right. And... No, I'm rake, talking like... Clothesline. Like, yeah.
2: who, who is it? Like... Was it Razor Ramon who was just like dead? Dead pretty much? And he just... Rehab and... He went to
0: rehab. And, you know, he just fell apart physically because...
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I, you you have these like stars from yeah. like the 90s. I would say definitely the 90s. Yeah. Like, just this lexicon of Well, just-
0: him and him and Shawn Michael, like the, you know, the click, the click is like well-renowned in the WWE and they were like, it was him, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, uh, uh, x pac one two three Kid or whatever you going to call him, Hunter Helmsley They all traveled together. They were called the click. Like they were like a group within the wrestling organization and they were friends and they would they would kind of like look out for each other. Well, when uh, Razor and Kevin Nash left, it wasn't like they were like, "Sorry guys, we're leaving." It was like we're this part of the clique is going to go down to WCW and be the Click in the South, and we're still going to. They still like talked and everything, and one ruled this organization. One, you know, they they ruled wrestling for like almost ten years. Didn't know that. Yeah. There's a there's a whole lot of documentaries on that WWE network about the clique and it's like everyone hated them, you know. Because, I thought that was NWO. Well, they were NWO. Yeah. Oh really? And then the other part of the clique was Degeneration X. They were all friends. And they talked to each other back and forth, but you know, that's really well I mean, I'm sure you've probably have seen a lot of it. Oh sure. And uh, so they would talk back and forth, you know, to each other. And also like, you know, they never were like we're enemies, we're friends, you know? And to this day they're all still buddies. You know, they still hang out together outside of it. You know, but like, there's all these stories that like, you can go on YouTube and type in like the click, and there's like all these wrestlers talking shit about them, like how they hated them. <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> Who would you say now, from from as far as childhood, still can go on to a WWE stage
0: from childhood, uh, like from the eighties, like, like like
2: Undertaker, obviously, but yeah. wasn't. Wasn't Diamond Dallas Page a part of that for a he while? He was.
0: He was a manager for the most part, and then like he didn't start wrestling until he was like thirty seven, thirty eight years old. Shit, Shit. it yeah. was something like that, and then he he took off really big, you know. And I would say it was really because of the Diamond Cutter. It was such a high profile move, which is the, like the this, RKO.
2: Which is no, well, wasn't like pretty much the Stone Cold
0: Stunner. He it
1: somewhere. was his no. it was
0: his move first. Oh, really? He it created
1: stone. it. He, he just laid, he'd fall flat instead yeah. of falling on his And Yeah, and, and backside. Austin did the sit-down. Yeah. Now, what
0: you're not, not really realizing is, is two friends that used to travel together were Stone Cold Steve Austin and Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, right. shit. They're okay. buddies, yeah. And so he probably called him and said, hey, I'd like to do your move. And then he modified it where he sits down instead of flat.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which also didn't help with the neck injury. No, is it like impacted his spine every time he did it? (laughs) Shit. But uh, yeah, that maneuver like put Diamond Dallas Page over the top because he would do it so many different ways, and he became like the Hulk Hogan character of WCW for a little while.
1: Oh yeah, he was on top. Yeah,
0: he was he was big, and then WWE fucked it all up. Yeah. So, have you ever had like a call up where you did any kind of dark match for any kind of any federation?
1: Uh, Back in 2000, I was on. I was on the list for WWE. I got a call back. Mm. Uh, I had submitted some tapes to ECW, WCW, uh, and WWF at the time. Wow. And when I checked back with ECW, I was notified that they were closing down. Yeah. And when I checked in with uh, WCW, I was notified that they weren't doing any hiring and found out later that's because they were closing down as well. Who's this? Uh, WCW. Oh, WCW. Because they were getting
0: bought. Right. And then, of course, WWE didn't need you because... They just got a shitload of people.
1: Well, at the time I actually did get a call back from WWF and um you know, they said, yeah, we like what you got? We we like And it wasn't even nice. this character, it was the fireman character. Oh, nice. Um but Kevin Kelly was the talent relations oh, yeah. guy okay. at that point. And Kevin called me and uh, said, "I'd like to put you on this list. You know, we'll talk, we'll talk frequently and see if we can get you up here in about 6 months, but Yeah. Uh, they they wanted me to be at 6% body fat, 240 Shit. pounds. Which is wow. a lot larger than I am right now. Um, I'm sorry, how much did he want you? 240 Shit. So That's 6% body fat. fat. That's 6%. Body That's fat. about what, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I was working on it and I'd go into the gym every day and, and, uh, and all of that. But in the meantime, WCW closed down and they took all of their roster with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just knew at that point there was no way I was going to beat out a bunch of televised yeah. wrestlers with, you know, merchandise and well known steroids. Smile. Yeah, steroids. Sure. <laughs> That was back when, yeah, before the
0: wellness program, yeah.
3: I'm trying to put on 30 pounds right now, and you have not gained, like impossible. You have <laughs> not gained a pound, Smiley. I've gained five pounds.
0: Not a pound, five. I've
3: gained five, five pounds. pounds. So, I can't even imagine, like...
2: Um, actually, can I actually ask you about your, like, uh, diet regimen when you were trying to do it? Ten, like, 5,000 calories, 10,000 calories a day?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, it was... I was eating a lot. It was probably yeah, five six thousand calories a day. Shit. Uh, we were going to the gym six days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know that I ever ever would have gotten that physique. I really don't think. Yeah. I just don't think I'm genetically made for that. And so. that's
0: and that's what sucks. Yeah. Is like some of it is that. And, and you but there are some of those people like clearly Vin, like you know they talk about Vince McMahon you know loves like big muscled wrestlers mm-hmm. and. You have the the guys that have busted through, like Chris Jericho. God, um, even like
2: a like RBD. Big Foley doesn't have that body. He no, played.
0: no.
1: It's rare that you know most of those guys. If you think about it, they all they all got made somewhere else. They all mm-hmm. became them mm-hmm. the the mega star elsewhere, right. and then they were brought in. Right. Um, it's rare that WWF or WWE takes a chance on someone that's unknown, that's not giant. That's it, not. They
0: didn't even want you know supposedly rumored. They didn't even want Daniel Bryan. He, right. they, they they didn't want him to... like Vince didn't want him for the world title. But the crowd was so adamant that they loved him.
1: Oh, right. I mean, a guy like Rey Mysterio never would have had a shot. Right. Unless he had been uh, such a mega star in, in WCW right. prior to. That's so. true. Yeah. Um, and then Sin Cara. They, 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 do you know the story
0: behind that guy? Sin Cara? No. He was a big wrestler in Mexico. Mm-hmm. They brought him over. And he wore a mask. So... I guess they had some problems with him backstage or something happened. They didn't like him. So they fired him and then just brought someone else in, put the mask on him, and called him Sin Cara. Took, took the gimmick, yeah. Yeah. And he ended up suing him, of course. Yeah. One, but then like they settled, and so they still have Sin Cara, but it's not the original guy. Sure. Very weird. Oh, it's Dredd. Yeah, Pony Roberts. How often, okay. How often does this happen <laughs> in... DWO, you have a guy that that wrestles earlier on in the show, goes back in the back, puts on a mask, other tights, comes back, wrestles again
1: as a different character. So I used to do that all the time. I knew some. I know. I know that. But not not here, not in DWO. No, we have a pretty big roster, and there's a long line of guys that want to actually work for DWO. I mean, they drive all the way from from California. But oh, back in the days, especially when I was on the reservations and all that, yeah, we we would take the smallest group possible. (laughs) I, I would put on not me personally but we would put on a show with six guys on it and wow you know four of us would wrestle twice we would just mask <laughs> just put a mask no mask and and go out there and do a whole another match that's gonna be rough yeah it cuts down the payroll it is rough for yeah. sure try i mean just wrestling once a night is tough but yeah yeah having two or three matches is, is definitely brutal after
0: you after you're done wrestling for the night what what you know how much pain are you in
1: uh it depends on the night for sure what what you've done um there's always pain though it always hurts The next morning is usually harder than that night because that night you leave and you're you're feeling pretty good. You just signed a bunch of autographs, took pictures, and yeah, um, you know, normally I'll go out and have dinner with the family or something after the show. But nice that next morning waking up uh, is is definitely brutal. It it takes a few minutes to get out of bed, and uh, especially as the years pile on, because yeah, you know, a couple hundred matches into it, you start creaking and cracking a little bit.
2: Can I I ask about how? training works like okay so I have this move that I really want to try out or this like uh, my signature move how many times do you have to replicate it to actually get it right and just kind of before a match is there a, okay so I work out like an hour a day just on this move or do you, do you
1: already know these moves in general Um, it's that's a good question it's kind of uh, it's kind of like dancing in a way where where you want to learn some some basic maneuvers and a lot of moves uh, delivering them or taking them are similar. Uh, so taking a suplex, you know, vertical suplex is not much different than taking a body slam really when you think about it because you're landing flat on your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the land is the same and, and the way that you execute is pretty similar. Yeah. Um, so So we really work on the basics but in training... It just it does it depends on the guy. There's some guys that just have a really natural athletic knack, yeah. and they can just in come dance. in, yeah, yeah. Like coordination and and the rock, little gymnasts. You know, they can yeah. do all these flips and stuff. And so with guys like that, I'll, most of your time is dedicated to teaching them the art, the craft, the psychology, the pacing. You know, that that's a cool move, but. Let me show you when to do that. You don't do that right at the beginning of the match. I mean, are no. builds up to that.
2: Are there cues in the ring? Like you're just like, okay, so this is going to happen, or do you have it choreographed? We well, guys talk, or... right?
1: Uh, well, there's there's a lot of different ways. Um, you know, and I don't feel bad talking about it anymore because everybody has you know, yeah, talked about this. It's been everywhere. So, um, but uh, the pe- different schools, different places teach different methods of of. Uh, of doing it. And there are definitely guys out there that have to talk their way through matches. Um, you know, no different than I'm sitting here with him. They would, they would flat out say, give me a clothesline. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised what you can't hear as a fan. I
2: know. But the thing is like now I watch a match and, uh, you there's, there's mics on stage. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, uh, whatever you're watching a Thursday night, whatever match on like TNT. Well, you're talking about people that are kind
4: of hear it.
1: Yeah, but you're also some people that are pros that are not. Oh, okay, sure, and they and they do. The, I mean, they still do it. They Side get out. away with it.
2: I just wonder though. There's there, there were cues like, okay, I'm going to tap your leg twice, <laughs> and then this is going to happen or not, something.
1: Not exactly because you know you're working with different guys all the time. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you may have the benefit of touring with one one guy multiple nights, and so maybe you can kind of get a feel for one another. Um, there are guys that have learned to do it move for move scripted. So we would have to sit down and talk out every oh, okay. single part. That's wow! Tough. Personally, I I do not do that. So it's improv, pretty much for you. For me, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Nice. When I when I come out, I don't even know what I'm going to do, let alone. Oh wow! The that's crowd. so tight. Yeah. What, do you, what do you
3: think my uh, my chances are if I wanted to
1: start doing this? If you wanted to wrestle, um, you know I've seen guys to all different ages and shapes and sizes do really well. It it really I have, depends.
3: I have. Twenty years, professional dance.
1: Well, I think you'd be you'd have a leg up on some other guys. That's a pun. Um, No, I I think if you're if you're mentally tough as well as physically tough, and you you gotta love it because it hurts way more than you think it does. In the cardiovascular part of
0: it's big, it's huge. Running the ropes, right? Oh man,
2: like I I imagine I would go in like two minutes in, I'd be out of breath, and I'd be like Yokozuna. It's like okay, so.
0: It's amazing that, like, people like Yokozuna can do it. That blew my mind.
1: It is. Um, there's, you know, there, that's a problem, too, you see, with a lot of young guys is even though they're in great physical condition and they think they can go for an hour, they get out there and it, it's the mental breakdown that occurs. that when, when you actually have several hundred or a thousand or however many people looking at you, uh, if you don't know how to handle that right, right. You, your heart starts racing, and yeah, you start getting nervous. You start yeah, you get stage fright exactly, yeah. and you start and panicking. You start breathing fast, and before you know it, I mean, I've seen guys half my age just choking for breath five minutes in. Wow, and it, it's it's as much mental as it is physical. See, that's I think.
0: It, what I think is amazing, and I I believe that k pabe the destruction of k actually helped this was like realizing really what goes into the actual product because mm-hmm. people didn't know before. And I really feel like there's no way anybody would have ever, uh, like if it been able to keep kayfabe alive with the internet, I mean, it, it's almost like a foregone collusion that it was going in. And I think that people were afraid. Like if people find out it's really fake, they're not going to like it anymore. And I actually feel like once they found out it was fake, there was people that were like, wow, this is actually pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's intense. And just watching, like, um, oh, the Tough Enough's Mm -hmm. and NXT, I watched the stuff. Literally learning, like, how they train to become a wrestler made me have more. Like, when I watch a match now, I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's funny because, like, you guys get calloused. Your body gets calloused. Right. And that's weird to say. But, like, what is it right under here from the ropes?
1: Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah,
0: because like, you hit yeah. the ropes the same with the same side, right? Oh yeah, yeah. like Fight yeah. Club,
2: the movie taught us this. But like, you get toughened up after <laughs> right. a while. Yeah. Well,
0: and like for them, they when they when they run the ropes, they actually hit the same like area of their body, and you get that little bruise. That, you yeah. know, and it's, they lift up it's their like arm, the
1: side back cauliflower ear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and eventually you you develop different instincts. You know, before Ugh. your your first instinct is to put your hands down and, I don't know if
0: you really want any of this. This is it's know. hobo
2: wine. Hobo I, hank you have to take a take, I take kind a swig. of feel
1: obligated. Okay.
0: So so how long did it take you to get in ring shape to oh, wrestle the first time?
1: Oh that is awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a sponsor, right? No. Okay. No. No. That's great. These guys are good though, just for the record. They should make a hobo Old hank. Pilsner or something. A whole <laughs> yeah. you,
3: you know, I, I think we we know the uh, distributors. Yeah, well, let
1: them know they do it, and they stick my picture on the on the yeah. can. I'll I'll go down there for signings or nice ribbon cuttings <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um.
0: Boy, I'm sorry. What was the question? So how how long once you started oh. training? How long were you training before you got that first match? Actually, that's a better question.
1: I I trained, uh, for. About six months before they booked me my first match, mm. um, that's about right. Well, my first match though, I was I was booked in Texas, and I was I was fifteen years old. Holy shit, man! Or I was sixteen years old. You really like some wrestling? Yeah, I started when I was fifteen, and and I had turned sixteen by that time. And they took me, you know, they put. And that's why the mask because I yeah. was underage. Oh shit! So we drove all the way out to uh, a, it was Morton, Texas, this little tiny town in the. <laughs> west side of texas and i was i don't even remember who i was scheduled to face that night but i got oh, really? there you don't remember your first match well i didn't actually have a match because oh. somebody tipped off the local sheriffs that i was underage and i was about to participate oh, in wrestling. why so they what? came down and uh and and you know we went through the whole questioning and we we made was up a story your mom
3: who would who would freaking do yeah that? uh
1: yeah i don't know i really don't know who it was um Probably He's somebody not that had.
3: Enough.
1: It was probably somebody that had heat with the promoter. I mean, promoters yeah. like to do that to each other. Uh, so yeah. we we told him I was just there to photograph the match. I ended, I didn't end up wrestling that night. So my first match came about three or four months later. Okay, but, but I was still yeah sixteen who, years old. Who was your first uh, match with? My first match was supposed to be um, a handicapped tag match. So it would have been three of us, and we were the the good guys. Against uh, the two heels, and that was in Hobbs, New Mexico. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, that was at the Boys Boys Club or yeah, YMCA yeah. Club or something in, in Hobbs. And when I got there, they they actually added a sixth man, so it was a three on three match. A three on three match. And then I did a battle royal that same night. Oh my goodness! So, when were you eliminated? Uh, probably about halfway through. And and uh, I know I've told this story before, but when I got eliminated, they th- they threw me out and I went over the top rope and I hit, there was a PA speakers were down right next to me. Oh, oh God. And I hit the PA speakers, knocked them over and I pulled all the wiring out and there was sparks flying from the <laughs> PA system. And I knocked out the the house, the whole house, uh, PA, um, which was a little embarrassing. Your first show out yeah. there, 16 years old. I was a skinny little guy. He was probably 170 pounds. um, but it, it was still a good experience. You know, it was the first time I, I got to get out there in front of some people and give it a shot. That's awesome. That yeah, was cool. I mean, how did you feel like after the match? Were you like, yes? Yeah, I, I felt very accomplished, man. Because I wanted as as an eight year old child. When people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I said I wanted to be either a musician or a wrestler. Yeah. I and said a wrestler when I was like six years old. I was like, I want to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. You know, and so many guys do, and I, but I meant it. And I really, that is what I wanted to do. And so I knew that I couldn't go to my grave without actually accomplishing it and trying it out. Yeah. So it felt pretty cool. Um, I
2: want to awesome. know how many times you get recognized just walking around Albuquerque.
1: Yeah. That, that happens. Um, Once a week, twice a week. Maybe maybe every other week, something uh, like yeah. that, um, and it's always in the, at the weirdest that's times same. too. Yeah. You know, I'm always out with the family, and I'm you know the isotopes game, or I'm at the fair, or something. Hobo! Well, well, well
2: let, let me tell you right now, it's there is a lot of good people, like cordial people, who will not mention you. Like I thing is, I'll see somebody's like that's fucking um, yeah
1: Steve Sucker from uh, yeah.
2: But I won't say anything
1: to him. Yeah. But there's those people. Like, That's fucking Hobo Hank right there. Hank I, I right do there. catch that too. Yeah, I'll see people. Look, whispering someone and gave stuff him in.
0: tickets to the game. Aww.
1: Yeah, and I, and anytime I I see that, I I I take the time. You know, even if I'm with the family or whatever, he's they, with Mrs. Hobo. We'll 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 take <laughs> pictures. Or I I was in a I was in the restroom at a Buffalo Wild Wings not too long ago, and uh, standing there at the, at the urinal, and some kid's head pokes around the urinal. He's like, yeah. Oh my god, you're Hobo Hank and I said, if you give me two minutes, I'll talk to you all you want. man. <laughs> but, it Takes me two minutes. Kind of my big, um, kind of my private time. I need to wash my hands <laughs> yeah. before we have this conversation. But yeah, no, it, it's cool. And, and you know, I, I've never ever forgotten what it was like to be uh, a kid and a fan. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I paid for third row seats, and you hear that Undertaker <laughs> <laughs>
2: taking all his lawnmower money to just watch the wrestling match that
1: yeah. week. All right, yeah, saving up your eighteen bucks that used yeah. to be to go sit ringside. Um, shit yeah I mean back then to meet a wrestler would have just blown my mind and, oh my god yeah so I, I would have lost my shit if I actually did see yeah. like when I went anything. to those
0: things I would love to have met I mean the Freebirds I mean the, the original Freebirds mm-hmm. when I was a young kid I thought the Freebirds you know you know they came out it was Jimmy Jam it were, no it was uh, Michael P.S. Hayes Buddy Rogers and uh, um, what was his name Terry Bam Bam Gordy mm-hmm. and you know, I would watch them versus the Von Erichs, yeah. and I fucking hated the Von Erichs. I'm sorry, I did. I know they're all dead, but you know, yeah. they. The, I I rooted for the bad guys, and I was like, I was like, I always felt like the Von Eriks were like the pretty boys, and so when I got to see the Freebirds, but it wasn't the original ones, I was still super stoked. Even though I did like the Rock and Roll Express, I rooted for the Freebirds. Yeah. It's great yeah, well, I
2: guess I was like, if I were like fifteen or twelve, I would have lost yeah. my shit to see like the Road Warriors or the Steiners. Oh, the Road Warriors! Oh
0: my God, the, the Steiners, Road Wars- The Steiners, you know, you know, there's nobody finer than Scott Steiner.
2: And what no. was that thing about the hump?
0: Oh no, no, no! The only thing I have left in this world are my freaks and my peaks. <laughs> God, he got ridiculous, like I, Scott Steiner. I don't know what's going on there, but
2: could geez. you see yourself at that kind of uh, like a muscle regiment? <laughs> Like, oh like, that was ridiculous. We have we have uh, Hobo Hank and he just has he's, <laughs> just, just ripping yeah. through his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he it was has, like zero balls left. <laughs> They've shrunk to like oh. size of peas. I yeah. love this.
0: Okay, so one of my favorite recent like I went to a DWO show and I don't know the guy's name, but I loved the gimmick of like making him a villain. His whole gimmick was I'm a vegan. Oh yeah! Oh, and I love that. He w- comes love that. out and he's all, "I want all you meat eaters to shut your mouths," you know. And he has a little man bun on the top of his head. I thought that was genius. I it love that. So good. And so he gets in a headlock. Someone gets him in a headlock, and he's all, "Watch my man bun!" And of course, the crowd is like, "Boo!" You know.
2: Oh, of course, that, <laughs> the so crowd sad. is not.
0: <laughs> I would say one
2: vegan went to a so went to a wrestling show in the last ten years. I laughed so like, hard. What the man. fuck is this?
0: And if, if, if like, at, at 41 years old, 35 years watching the business, you can make me laugh and show me something I've never seen, I'm, like, ecstatic, and I'm like, this is great.
1: Yeah, that's thinking outside the box, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and he's like, watch my man bun," You know, and he, and he was a big dude. He was muscled, you know, and he's yeah. like, I want all you eat, you just shut your mouth. And here, here's, you here's, here's,
2: here's, a, here's a question. Um, do women come to the DWO? Big or, time. Big time. And um, yeah. just be like, hey, I'm... I want to wrestle.
0: How, how can make oh, it happen? One of my favorite matches you guys had recently. Oh, my gosh. It was, oh, what is the one, the crazy lady?
1: Crazy Mary Dobson.
0: Crazy Mary Dobson yeah. versus, it was like an Asian. Uh, that was uh, Jade from TNA. Jade from TNA. Mm-hmm. One of the best matches of the night. Absolutely. Hands down. Absolutely. I was with my dad. Yeah, And that, that match, see, that's the thing with women women's wrestling is like, Back in the day when you had Moolah and you know, they would wrestle. Sable is the first women wrestler I ever knew of. Oh. someone calling in. No, nope, we lost connection on our uh-huh. on our video. There you go. Back on. <laughs> but you'd have these guys, that, these women that would come in and they were like, if they were a really good wrestler, they may not be the most attractive woman. Mm-hmm. And then you would have these women that were super attractive and they really didn't know how to move in the ring. And when they tried to wrestle, it was kind of terrible. And now it's, like, really gotten to the level where they're kind of both. Yeah, they figured it out. And gee, that, Okay, so I watched uh, – I get the WWE Network. I pay for it. It's nine ninety nine a month, and you get all the pay-per-views. But you also get to watch all the old – anything. Like, you can watch all the WCW stuff, every old episode of, like, Nitro, every pay-per-view that's ever been made of ECW, WCW, or WWF. It's a great WWE. deal. You can watch them all. Yeah. And then they have, you know, they have the like they did a... what what do you think
1: of NXT? I have never seen an entire NXT production. I, I, I feel like if you're an old school fan, you would like it. And that's what I've heard I've heard a lot of really good things yeah. about NXT. And I do like um you know, they're use I know that they're using a lot of guys uh that are a little little different, a little different than the WWE um kind of uh yeah. mold. And I think it's just good to have an alternate product out there. I so. love it.
0: Like, it's they took the ECW product and they got rid of it, and they let Triple H t- kind of take control of it, because he's, like, you know, the future, I think, of owning the company, because he's married to what's-her-name. Sure. So, they went down to, uh, there's a university in Florida called Full Sail. Like, if you want to, if you're, like, in the business of production, and you want to be, like, in the... TV industry, movie industry. You can go to school there, mm-hmm. so they film it there. So everybody that, that that works behind the scenes is like a student, and so it's in this really tiny, old school type like NWA on TBS studio. Yeah. So they can only fit. I think they can fit like eight hundred people, maybe. It's wow. not a lot. So then they have, you know, so then they have their their in their WWE. Uh, Facility there, training facility, Mm -hmm. and the trainers are, uh, Steven Regal and this guy, I can't remember his name. He never, he never wrestled in the WWE. He was a British wrestler and he was well known for like being amazing, like technical wrestler. He's one of their trainers. And then, um, you know, you'll see like a couple people and you're like, oh, I, you know, like Terry Taylor, you know, yeah, and they're the trainers. And there's a woman and, um, so they 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 bring these people in that they hire that they they think could be a good wrestler and they train there and they have to train there for like eight months
1: before they may get a match. I think it's it's fantastic. They need they need that. It's a developmental. Yeah, you know, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Crazy Mary Dobson, okay. just signed a developmental deal That's with great. WWE. So. If she's
0: going there, so then they'll yeah. take them there and then they start there, and then they'll wrestle in front of this crowd. They'll create a character. They have like like Dusty Rhodes for a while before he died. He would he would teach promo class. Yeah, you know like literally it's like great. it's a university, and they you know they would go in and learn promos. Someone else does it now and teaches these people how to do promos, and they brought a guy in from Japan. That Chris, just, is, yeah,
3: Chris. Um, do do you realize we've just been drinking for Marblehead? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I I do. I do realize this. Just making sure.
0: So they bring this guy in from Japan because he's like the big the big wrestler in Japan, and he's the champ right now. And I'll I'll, if you've never seen him, I want to show him to you after the show. I have not. And he is to be seen. Like he just beat Samoa Joe for the title. He he ended up breaking, like uh, legitimately breaking Samoa Joe's jaw during the match, but. Um, they call him the what do they call him the master of hard hard style, strong uh, style, strong style, yeah, strong style. And the fact that WWE brought this guy in goes to sh- like, and it's Hunter that brought him in. I'm like, wow, that you know, because he's not he's he's more Muda's build, mm-hmm. but his character is to be seen. It, it is so different. It's so different, and so weird. It's like Great Muda meets Michael Jackson. Uh, that is the only way I can Florida explain it. it. Yeah.
1: That's what it, wrestling needs. Yeah. It needs diversity. Yeah. It needs some different characters and it needs and,
0: and whenever like I I saw him come in, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and I I was enamored. I showed Billy one day. I was like, come see this guy. And his intro is so weird yeah, should be, yeah. weird yet I can't not watch this thing. <laughs> what is he doing? I was like, this is I'm I, this I got to see this guy. And then I've watched every match they've had of him and I'm like these are amazing matches.
2: I mean go, going back to your roots and like practicing and like see training like I'm I'm guessing like does Albuquerque have a ring like if you know You a a you ring need that to you go do it in? Yeah, to where you guys or, can or go. Or, like in. you go into like some place and just like do do moves on a mattress or no, <laughs> Moves on know. a
1: mattress. No, no, no. We uh <laughs> when I was trained, you know, 20 years ago, we had a ring. It was south of Belen. It was in a in a metal building. Yeah. Hot as all can be, cold as all could be too in the winter. Yeah, um, and it was a very, very hard ring. There was no spring, no bounce, Ooh. nothing. Yeah, so,
2: so what, as far as a ring goes, what's underneath there?
1: Is uh, it just it's it is it's plywood, plywood, yeah. and it's steel. Uh, it's steel beams. It's got plywood or it has a two by twelve. How many ports. times have you set the ring up? Oh, uh, I don't know. dozens, dozens. Yeah, yeah. NXT, they they set the ring up. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's I think that's cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I watched where they bring it. All I actually, in. So, own so a ring. there's like no padding.
2: You do just, you, you own use, a ring? Like, like I do own press a ring, yeah. board maybe like a.
1: Is your ring set up? Uh, yes. Not it's not at my house. It's actually up here in Albuquerque. They use it to, to train. I want to go in your
0: ring, but, yeah, and, I own a wrestling ring. I, just, ring. I mean, I, I
1: want to jump expensive. on it.
2: It's like, is this durable enough? Like, because I because mean, I, I know people will draw people on heads right. like, on this kind of surface. Yeah. I just want to know what it's made of.
0: Can we can we go and like stand in your ring? I'm sure I could arrange it. It's I just want to... Yeah. I've never stood in a ring. Yeah.
2: So I'm guessing it's like... As far as padding goes, it's just... It has some give. So you see like somebody... Mm. You throw it on their back.
0: Different different organizations have different rings. What I'm it, saying um, is that you wouldn't body
2: slam some person
1: on concrete. That, well, I I get body slammed on concrete. What? But the thing the thing we never is, seen his matches? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Get yeah. on the ring. Get on YouTube.
2: Um, but there's some bounce to it, I think. And I think... I you think there is. <laughs> I want to know is like as when you're growing up like at 8 years old did you body slam somebody on like a the floor yeah. no. Like, no. carpet or like is it, a mattress like
3: when you think that uh throwing yourself down on like beach sand like oh that should be soft and then you just completely screw yourself up. Yeah, Not you'll there. knock your wind out
4: pretty hard. You get the peak through your back cuz it's, like, yeah. it's harder than concrete. Oh, that should be fine.
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, what? I'll just put it, it it's it is soft enough to to protect us uh, if we know what we're doing but if somebody that doesn't know what they're doing was to try to do what we did they would get hurt badly so it's kind of like tumbling mats and I
2: would say there's like a way to position your body or relax your body to wave when impact happens that it would kind of
0: well they try to flatten it out safer yeah it's
2: it's safer your version whereas whereas like if I I were going to fight a guy outside of knockouts on concrete I would go for his shoulder first yeah and I would try to get the most impact in the back of his head to break his spine. Oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. Let's go for the knee. Wait, sure, <laughs> it, but
1: everybody, you know, it's, uh, it's still to this day. You know, it's been said a million times, but everybody thinks that there's like fake props, fake weapons, and oh no, I've seen the guys. They're real. Didn't... They're everything that we use is absolutely one hundred percent legit. The guitar yeah. that
0: was put into your head, yeah.
1: Was real. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Remember when I knocked myself out? Oh, yeah. We saw him knock himself out. <laughs> um, what was that? Was that on a guitar? He, no, on the wall over here. On the wall. He was, doing, he <laughs> was, he was, doing, was it a real he wall?
3: Ground. He was doing
2: it physical was a
0: comedy. And comedy and he was doing physical comedy knocked himself out. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I was like, hey, check this out. Okay, I'm just going to like throw myself at the ground real quick backwards. Yeah. And, and he actually hit that corner <laughs> right there. It knocked himself yeah. out. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. we just we just stepped over him and walked in and got
0: a <laughs> beer. What if, <laughs> I was I've like, "How did it
3: go? Yeah. How was the joke?"
0: Well, what you're not understanding is, is, like, there's no consistency in the industry. So the ring that that he wrestles in here, if he goes to Amarillo, their ring is going to be different. I oh, mean, it's no. still built the same, but it may be harder. Uh, it, could right? be larger, larger, it could be larger, larger, harder. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like like WCW's ring is different than whenever they would move from there to WWE. They were like, "Oh, the ring is bigger and it's you know stiffer." Yeah. and of course, TNA has the the. Why don't you call that the eight sided ring?
2: I would hope there were springs involved if you're like being thrown for your well, back. There's like six feet. I mean, there
0: are it no springs. It looks like it, but he there says no that there's
4: not. There's not springs at all. And it's, they call them ropes, but it's actually plywood.
1: elevator cable. Right. Elevated just cable wrapped around with There's steel cables, yeah. steel cable, yeah, a, uh,
0: a rubber, oh, like hurt. a cloth or
4: something, yeah. like a, it's the stuff that they use on on wrestling mats that they wrap around the cable, right?
1: Some of them, some of them, are, of? some of them are just garden hose and duct tape or tape, <laughs> <of> some sort. <laughs> really? Yeah, a lot of guys get hurt in the ropes more than than the ring when they first start mm-hmm.
0: out.
2: I imagine, man, like because yeah.
1: you're they really use garden hose. They lean on yeah. it.
0: Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of anything but steel cable. How do you springboard off garden hose? <laughs> Very carefully. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it's you, a steel cable inside of a garden it hose. It like oh, oh, okay, yeah.
0: yeah. I see what you're saying. That the the garden hose is the is the is cover, the, the protective barrier. Yeah, I got gotcha. you.
1: Sure, okay. <laughs> now, it, it, yeah. Very
2: interesting. Yeah,
1: it, it just depends on who you're working for. But. And
2: just ah. to, to go into this entertainment aspect, like I go into play shows and I'm going to play guitar, but going into a situation where I'm going to get hurt really bad. Yes, that's. Yes. Commitment and that's the love of your craft.
1: Yeah, right. I, you know, I've been again hundreds and hundreds of matches. I've only been seriously hurt twice, where I actually got taken to the emergency room.
0: That's an amazing career.
1: Yeah, I've been very, very fortunate, yeah. and um, you know, part of that was I, I trained hard when I first started out to learn the right way. And uh, said your prayers, said my prayers, my vitamins, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> all the whole thing. Say yeah, your prayers, brother. You can write a
4: binge. Uh, yeah, yeah I,
1: I work with I work with legitimate wrestling organizations. Oh, yeah. I don't work backyard nonsense. Nonsense. But um Chris, can can we talk about your backyard still wrestling? Lucky.
0: I've hit some people over the heads with uh light bulbs before. <laughs> Sure. Well, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've slammed a guy through a table before.
1: I think you know the first assault. thing they say is "Do not try this." at home. it was the first words on the DVD. I'm not. am not a reader. I'm not a reader. Exactly. I'm, a reader. I'm not, not a reader.
0: And you still see the videos of the but kids Chris, that have put mattresses Chris disregarded down. Disregarded
1: it, and he was like, "Fuck
2: this! I'm gonna slam you in the." No, no. I had a friend that the... was like,
0: we would do this at parties in college, and he was he was like really into like letting us like slam him through tables and hitting him in the head with like big those big halogen bulbs. Mm-hmm and uh um, people loved called,
3: it that's called the superman complex yeah and yeah, i remember uh, he would like
0: bleed from the head you know yeah yeah i had a I, friend
4: that he would just he would hit himself over the head with a beer bottle just saying like to prove mm-hmm. that he could do anything oh, yeah. like
1: that why i mean we never like jumped off the house and landed through him through a table or anything <laughs> like that you know? well we've we've had people actually bring us videos at different times yeah like like try out videos yeah try tryout, yeah to try you know, look what i can is, do uh, we do not We do not hire those people, just for the record. No. Okay, okay. so, so if, if somebody no. wanted to get into the, more the
2: Wrestling Network, uh-huh. organization, it, it'd be like an application or just like a word
1: of mouth or just kind of... A private tryout. You
4: still send in a tape of some sort?
1: Well, we would, we would... Prefer that you contact us through Facebook. You know, go to Destiny Wrestling, or you can even you know go to my Hobo Hank Facebook page, and I'll put you in contact with the right people. Um, Uh, We would bring you to to a workout on a specific night that was just you know new folks trying out, um, and we would go go from there. We have to talk to you see if you're the right person. The more
0: safety version. What you really need to do first is you need to get to contact somebody that will train you and do an eight month training. At least before you do a match. No, fuck. Well that. we do the training. If, if Donald yeah. Trump oh, do. so on the if
3: match, match
2: <laughs> then you're fine. Not me personally <laughs> anymore, but I,
3: I I have twenty years dancing. Uh, I have uh one semester tumbling and uh I'm i I'm accredited for
0: Smiley, I want you to try out if you're, this. If, you're if you're into this. this try out. The thing Why is, not?
2: you're uh, looking for, at adding um, 30 pounds. We'll go to the gym together.
3: Oh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get up to 190.
1: Perfect. That's <laughs> perfect. I think you ought to apply. Yeah, Facebook. you got to apply. Facebook. Now they, they train um, the wrestlers. Uh, I'm they a printed,
3: uh,
0: Do it all. stuntsmen. Yeah.
3: Only in the first level.
0: Okay. Perfect. Can you do a swanton bomb off the top of a house and while he moves out of the way and you land on the sidewalk? If not,
1: I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm,
3: I'm not sure what that is. Um, so I could try.
0: There's been a lot, lot. since since Kayfay broke. There's been a lot of movies and documentaries done. Yep. Beyond the mat, for one, uh, forever hardcore. Um, do you feel like they're a good representation of like what what it's really like to be a wrestler,
1: or and if there is one over the other? I think parts of them are, yes. The Wrestler was a great film. I think that was a a fantastic film. It's so funny, because I had an argument about that. Mm -hmm. Because somebody
0: was like... My friend was like, when he did the hardcore match... And then, you know, they paid him, like, you know, 80 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, I felt like that was a little ridiculous. And I said, well, what was ridiculous about it? He goes, they don't do that kind of shit and get paid $80. I was like, yes, they do. Are you fucking out of your mind?
1: Oh, well, they absolutely do. Mosh Mike has wrestled the guy who was in that. Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he, he's, he just retired as far as I know. I don't follow yeah. his career too tight. And,
0: and he's like, see, that's the thing. Like, yeah. okay, Billy's a musician. How many like underground indie like hardcore punk bands do you know that like are big time underground but never make it? But you still have T shirts, all that?
2: Oh, tons. Necro
0: Butcher. Awesome. Yeah. Tons. Necro Butcher's that guy. I mean there's like underground wrestlers that like are on the scene and I know
2: guys who have still yeah. are still touring now and they're well into their thirties that still Fucking play yeah. legally and get paid a hundred bucks a show. Well, this is
0: a guy that lets people hit him with like a two by four and then he falls into like a glass a table with glass you know all over it.
1: True. Billy and I Barbara. That?
2: Uh no.
1: So Now ironically, out of that whole movie, yeah if you remember back, the, the one scene to me that was the most ridiculous was when he comes to the back and all of the locker room applauds him. Yeah. They all clap for the match. Yeah. Uh, because again, like I said earlier, we don't really watch each other's matches normally, right? Unless there's something really special yeah. going on. So I, like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of that. That's happened one time that I can remember. But um, a lot of that movie was very accurate. Unfortunately, it was. It's a great film, even if you don't yeah. like wrestling. I think it's just a. It's an emotional story, and it, yeah. it should be viewed.
0: Agreed, uh, and and it wasn't supposed to be Mickey Rourke. It was uh, who was the actor who was supposed to do it, but he went to he went and trained with like Ring of Honor. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so I mean, because there's like you know everybody knows WWE, and then there's TNA, which is kind of below it, and they're about to be bought out either by W by WWE or, like I said, um, what's his face from the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. Billy yeah. Corgan. Yeah. Billy Corgan is the president currently, and he wants to own it all. He's a super fan, and I'm I'm thinking that's actually going to be pretty cool if he does, but um. Sure. Then there's then there's uh, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor actually might buy it as well, which I don't understand because is, is Ring of Honor do they have a television
1: program? Not that I know of.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, how can Ring of Honor buy it if they don't even have a program themselves? Um, but a lot of these wrestlers that are in WWE now were like these, like uh,
2: oh, it's like MMA now. Like you, you they bought out Pride.
3: Well, out-
0: but I mean, some of those like Brothers, yeah. like Ring of Honor is a really huge promotion that. Fights uh, like they're East Coast, right? Not the East Coast.
1: Yeah, that's what I. That's but like anyway. a lot of,
0: they're really big. Jim Cornette ran it for a while, and a lot of the WWE wrestlers now are from there. Uh, Daniel Bryan was a big one. Uh, I think uh, who was a really big one? Oh, uh, CM Punk was the big one that yeah. came out of there. Yep. Also, Straight Edge, and he was also not a big dude. No. CM Punk was not a big guy, and he got to where he, you know, he got his ass kicked the other day. <laughs>
1: Yes he did. <laughs> did you see
0: that? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I was really brooding for him, but you know, he, he you know, everybody's like really throwing the wrestling aspect into it. I also like, feel that like MMA is can yeah. go either way. Like, well then did dude's thirty eight years old, man. He's like you're thirty eight years old and you're starting your MMA career. That's a little tough I to do. I feel
2: that it. MMA fighting can go either way mm. just from one punch. Just true. one luck it's all luck That's to true. me. Yeah. A lot and of the it. thing is, like, oh, you can train yeah. your whole life. You're the best fucking fighter in the world. Yeah. It could all be tumbled by just one good punch, and then you're dead. So, and then you're done. Yeah. So That's right, what I don't like about MMA. Yeah. So, didn't,
3: didn't, like, a... Uh, like... Holly
2: Holm got beat by... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Ronda Rossi got beat by Holly Holm from, like...
0: A lucky punch. But Holly shouldn't have lost that second fight. Uh, Or the third fight. Or she lost the third fight. It's
2: it's all about two lucky punches when you're dazed, and that's how it ends. I was
3: thinking about the uh, Olympic judo person. About 10 more minutes. Olympian that got mugged. Oh, oh, the okay. judo
0: guy—the guy who—the guy who, judo guy that won th- the bronze and then he was mugged and robbed in Brazil. <laughs> oh my god! That—that that has to be pretty embarrassing. Because yeah. at some point in his life, he was like, "I'm going to take this judo so I can defend myself." <laughs>
2: no, if you're best in Brazil, guy. there are guys with like the world, small, like yeah. fucking pistols, at yeah. your face. I would, I, I defend. Oh, they didn't—they didn't have a gun. You they don't didn't
0: know that? I read the story. They didn't have a gun. They did or didn't? They Didn't. Didn't have a gun Did. Yeah. Did not I read the story And said he didn't have a gun So we got his ass beat But, but to be fair If there's an MMA fight And then I go I don't know these guys And they're all This guy's from America And this guy's from Brazil I go Ooh well, That Brazil guy's gonna kick the shit out of that guy <laughs> yeah, Those guys are mysterious they're, Yeah Unless so,
4: an American is trained in Brazil And we just don't mm-hmm. know it
0: I'm still like over the. Guys Brazil still from the guy for the first. I mean, because you know, usually we, we live a little life where we you know we a little, little lack we We're sheltered. We were, and, we we're
2: sheltered and privileged enough I've, to.
0: I've watched enough Vice to know Brazil is a real rough country. <laughs> <laughs> so so Gracies, can we- You did an article by that was by Ty Bannerman, right? Uh, the Passion of Hobo Hank. Yep. And it, you know, it tells a story about how you're you're a manager at a Chili's, well, and then and then on Saturday nights you you know you fight as as Hobo Hank. Uh, what kind of what kind of like response
1: have you gotten from this article? Um, it was cool, you know I've done a lot of articles in the past, and mm-hmm. i when ty approached me uh I really didn't know what he was looking for. I didn't know how big that was going to end up yeah becoming and and honestly, I thought it was more of a a little snippet in the paper about d w o itself yeah and so i was I was prepared to just kind of sit down and give him my two cents and we sat down we ended up talking for a couple hours and lo and behold, he, he comes out with this this epic article. Mm-hmm. It's it's multiple pages yeah, long. It's great. Um the uh I the photography on it, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. it's great. Um and you know, they came out and I, I got a lot of response from that. I mean, just all kinds of messages on Facebook, all kinds of reposts. Yeah. Um, I think the week magazine, it's a political magazine. I'm pretty yeah. sure they picked up that article and they ran it in their nice. magazine a couple times. Um I I wanna say narratively which is the website that it ran on originally which is based out of new york um i was talking with them and and they were telling me that it it had something like two to three hundred thousand views that's amazing um which is about as viral as i guess one can hope to get at this level and then just immediately following that um you know, over the summer I've done some interviews with uh six ten the sports animal here in Albuquerque. <laughs> She's on six ten sports animal. Yeah. Awesome. I did not know that. So I did it over the phone, so my apologies. Six ten sports animal. Yeah. And then we then we did the uh uh the red menace, which is also <laughs> with, yeah. with Michael, right? He yeah. yeah. does that too. Yeah. So we did that show as well. And uh, now I'm here and got some other yeah, other things coming up. So it's been a really good year as far as the publicity goes, and I think anything that we can do to get the name out about DWO is a is a good thing. Absolutely.
0: So, you guys have a show coming up next weekend. I mean, do you? I mean, you don't have to tell what's going to happen, sure. Because I don't want to know. Honestly, I don't know. Sometimes you, you really don't know. So you don't know what's going to happen next Saturday when you walk in. Do you just show up and they go, "All right, tonight
1: here's what we're going to do." A lot of times, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I know, but uh, or yeah. I know who I'm wrestling anyway. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times though i'll see it on the poster same as the public yeah or i'll get on youtube and go i'll be damned i guess i'm wrestling in a Conway match against these guys so do you have a contract
0: with dwo or do you just is it weekly weekly monthly, well, monthly?
1: you know it's it's uh it's like the old school territory days yeah. it's all in a handshake i don't have any obligation to be That's there cool. so there's a lot of trust between them and, and myself um and and uh that's cool. I I love working with those guys. I think it's yeah. a, it's a great organization.
0: Well, I you know, I'm going to say this. I have uh, you know, I've grown up with wrestling my whole life. Watched it my whole life and and music. There's two things I love. I love wrestling and I love music. And I feel like both have become regional again. Yeah, I agree. Like yeah. like you know, the same way so you, you can go watch your favorite regional band and you can go watch your favorite regional wrestling organization. And uh I love that you guys bring in, like, pretty much it seems like almost every, every, I don't call them pay-per-view, but like, it's, it's basically like your guys' pay-per-view, your monthly show. Mm-hmm. You, you guys try to bring in someone different. Uh, you know, crazy. You know,
2: can I, can I ask one question? How did you guys get Eric Bischoff huh. to come out? That
0: make- is a great one. And, and I want to build, actually, before you ask that, I want to praise DWO for this. You guys or the, the organization could have put on the poster. Eric Bischoff from WCW NWO will be on the show tonight. But you didn't.
3: Oh, you didn't. That's right. They
0: did not. It was just like a big, big surprise. Like, holy shit. I was in the crowd and my head exploded. Yeah. I had no idea that was going to happen. All of a sudden they go, we, we brought in a consultant to talk to, you know, you've been, you know, to fight against, you know, math you know, director of competition, Matthew Robles. We brought someone in, you know, because you've been ruining the product and, the The music played, and I was with my friend, and it was the NWO music, and I was like, "Who the fuck?" I was like, "No." I was sudden, Eric Bischoff came out, and my head exploded. Yeah, and my friend was like, "Who's this?" And I was like, "Who's Eric Bischoff?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, like the head of WCW, the the you know the brainchild behind the NWO. Yeah. What was that? You know, first of all, how, why would you guys not
1: promote that?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I praise you for not, but
1: yeah, so part of i don't know uh at the time that night prior to the actual show there was only like five of us that even knew that he was going to be there no shit yeah even the rest of the locker room didn't yeah because you don't want want the leak right yeah so yeah we didn't want it on facebook we didn't want you know uh text and stuff coming out so when he walked into the locker room you should have seen the just the shock oh i bet i bet um and i was i was fortunate enough to get to to work with him yeah what was that like uh, it was amazing it was you know it was like being a 15 15 year old kid again just in yeah. love with the business and yeah when i wrestled that match and i kept looking outside the ring and he was right there next to me and the thing that it, i don't even know if i talked about this last time i did an interview but um i had to spend a, a fair amount of time with him prior to the actual show that oh, night one and one yeah, because I would love to beat that. Oh guy. my yeah. god! Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so there was, yeah, there was. I'd a, just be like,
0: yeah, I had you, to, do, I had to not
2: lose my shit in yeah. the presence yeah. of Eric Bischoff. I'd be like, holy yeah. shit, um, what? You, you kept your cool. I'm imagining.
1: Well, it, yeah, I, I was able to, and, and you know, he and I were alone quite a bit, and and I I was telling him more or less what uh, what I wanted to do with the yeah. with the night and just to be sitting there telling him my perception or my perspective and uh have him take that well receive it well yeah. uh, that was pretty cool and he was he was a super i mean i can't say enough that guy is is a class act he's you, awesome the,
0: the jewish people we call him a minch like he was just a, you know that guy that awesome that, was he was he like super expensive to get
1: i mean you um, got him twice you got him two different two different shows so i i didn't have anything to do with that but yeah from from what I understood, Eric had been looking for a while to get back into wrestling and he's mm-hmm. been keeping an eye out for organizations that he felt that really had some merit. No kidding. Yeah. And he's been looking for uh, for some talent, you know, that he thought might be worth uh spending some time with. Uh uh-huh. And lo and behold, uh you know, one thing led to another and, and he caught wind of destiny and, and saw some of what we were putting out. Mm-hmm. And he agreed to be part of it. As far as I know, for a very reasonable price, uh, that's awesome. And I don't, I don't know that we're done dealing with him. I don't know ah, that we're done talking. to that's him. That's so cool. I
2: would love to meet him. I would love to get
1: a. He was. I, think, a, I met him. A, a, a Super a picture, cool. A picture with him. Took yeah. like a picture with him. Super cool. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: He, you know, and every like it was so funny because like you know he's got to make some money, so he comes mm-hmm. in, and there's like the break. I'm waiting in line. I got my money ready. I don't know exactly how much it's going to cost, but I got my money ready. And they're like, it's $10 for a photo. And then, well, he'll autograph a picture for him. And these people in front of me throw a fit. They're like, $10? I'm like, yeah, this guy's got to make his... You know you he, don't know he, who this guy is? He yeah. flew in here. He flew in Algary, He's here doing the local wrestling show. Yeah. And he would probably like to make at least the money back that he flew in here with. I don't know. So I was like, you know, it was funny for me that they were, like, throwing a fit. Eric I'm like... Fucking Bischoff. Yeah. WCW was my thing. Yeah. W- he was w- super cool, F man. was not my thing. It was so w- funny. Marty was like, who CW is this guy? And I was like, thing. oh, my
1: God, you don't know who it is? It's like, ah, oh, he's so big. Yeah, he pretty much... And I've oh. worked with so many guys that I grew up watching and, and loved. Yeah. And uh, no offense to any of them, but he eclipsed every everybody. Mm. I mean... Just... Yeah. Wiped them off the map. And the crowd was going nuts. It was awesome. And the fact, I mean,
0: I cannot say enough about how you guys put the fans over the money. Because you could have, like, you know, come out and said, this this Saturday we're going to have WCW Eric Bishop, But you didn't. You just were like, we're going to do this in the middle of the show. Shocked the shit out of everybody. And yeah, was, I was fucking like, what the shit? It wasn't even the know? main event. No. It was the middle. It was the middle yeah. of the show. Yeah. Yeah and and from that point on my head was like i i can't believe that just happened yeah. in person i got to see eric bischoff
1: and i think a lot of people came next month because uh, because of, you know they heard secondhand that he mm-hmm. was there I, I think knew. a lot of people believed he wasn't going to show back up yeah um he did and i, I had no doubt he did the yeah. meet and greet at the uh, at the hotel prior to he spent yeah. several hours with all the fans and signing books just, and yeah super cool guy and he brought his dog with him his wife and, yeah um Man, just to just to be in the same presence with him was something. I had fr- you know,
0: I, I meant to ask you about. That. I'm glad Billy Billy brought that uh, that up. You know, and so that's the thing. That I, I I look at you as like you're the guy in the company that kind of gets to have fun. I mean, you get to do the the fun stuff now. Uh, nowadays, yes, because like yeah. you did. Uh, we're we're running near the end, but. Like they kick you off when if you run. No, out of time, no, no. I do whatever I we oh, do as long as we want. So I got but, nowhere
1: to be, so you do whatever. Um, you want.
0: so you come out, like you, you, you have this long feud and let's 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 finish with all this feud stuff with you and Matthew Robles, right? Right. The director oh God, of competition. So you come out and your thing is is you walk through the crowd. Right. And you take as much time as you want, you get a you get some chips, you're doing some chips, you know. And he's in the ring. And you're drinking a Coke, but you don't drink at all. And you're standing out of the, outside the ring, and you just throw the half soda at him, and it hits him in the chest, and like falls down, and he's like pissed, you know. And I feel like that you get to do the fun stuff, you know, kind of. That's why I'm like you're kind of like their, you know, their dude that they're like they're like all right, it's the hobo, you know, hobo Hank segment, yeah, where the crowd's gonna really pop. I mean, we know the segment's solid, da 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 da, da. and then. One thing I really want to point out that I'd not seen, what I love about you know you guys did is you fought, what was the what was the, what was the Iranian guy's name? I don't remember. Oh, uh, the Almighty Sheik. The Almighty Sheik. The Sheik. Yep. There's always the Sheik. Never you know. That's the one thing with wrestling; it never ends. There's a Russian guy and a Sheik. Yep. You know. Ah, but you wrestled the Sheik, and you guys pulled out a really old school thing that you just do not see in wrestling anymore. The fireball. The fireball. Yep. Yes, you did. And they went to throw a fireball in your face, you duck, and it hits Matthew Robles in the face and burns him, you know? Yeah. And I had not seen that since, like, the early days of the NWA. They would throw a fireball in Ric Flair's face or... Ronnie Garvin or,
1: you know, and you know, the very next uh, Yeah, exactly. And that's one of those classic things is dead. First of all, I lost all the hair all along this arm yeah. that night. It, yeah. That that stuff's way hotter and way more yeah. dangerous than you give credit. But, uh, the very next morning I, I had barely opened my eyes and I think that that had 900 views that, that yeah. snippet of video, <laughs> yeah. you know, there wasn't, there wasn't probably 350 yeah. in the crowd that night. No. So, yeah. um,
0: yeah, so it's mean, one of those
1: it. great things that uh, needs to come back. Yeah. yeah they, used to, they
0: used to throw the fireball. There was the, there was, there was the fireball, the chalk. <laughs> people pulled chalk out of their tights and yeah. throw it in someone's eyes. Yeah, the mist.
1: The mist. Oh, sure. the
0: mist. Great Muda. Uh, nice. The great Kabuki. The great mist. You know, great gimmicks. Uh, uh, Tajiri. Oh, yeah. Tajiri is one of the great characters that was ruined by the WWE. Agreed. Uh, ECW. It was awesome the Japanese buzzsaw, and then he would spit the mist in their eyes. It's awesome. Oh, tarantula
1: in the corner, and the- see the thing is, is like That's when it. I was
0: a kid, you'd have the muda, the kabuki. They would spit the mist, and I would like put water in my mouth and try to spit like they did. Yeah. I could never, I can't do that. It's hard. And the mist, yeah. Triple oh. H does it. He does. Triple H actually does the mist. Fire
2: spitters have a hard time
0: doing it. Yeah. Have you ever seen Triple H do it? Never. When he comes out to the next time Triple H comes out. To a match, he he has always has a bottle of water with him, and he'll put it in his mouth, and he'll spit it up in the air, and it's the mist. It's actually the mist. You and he, me, you want to do it with that mad dog? No. No. Okay. And he learned
1: it. You can you do it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. right on the light and the ceiling <laughs> you, fan, right on the ceiling fan. Mad dog over the
0: lights. No. Over the lights, over the the lights
4: didn't come in, uh,
1: and not in. And last no. episode of Ten Dream, yeah.
0: And he would he does it, and I, I can't remember, but one of the Japanese guys taught him. Oh yeah, and I can't remember who it was, but yeah. And the thing about the great Muda, he was supposedly the son of the great Kabuki. I don't know if that's true or not, but the thing about great Muda was, is he would change the mist in mid match. Yes, different like he colors. would do the he would do the green, yeah. and then they were blinded. You know, da, 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 and then later on they would do the yellow. They all meant something different. Yes, awesome. In Japanese wrestling, there is each mist has a different like ability. Like yeah, like the yellow is like. We'll we'll make it where they can't breathe, and then the green blinds them, and the blue. That's fantastic psychology. I, know,
2: <laughs> yeah. I imagine it's like a, the, a mechanism with the tongue. It's like
0: a yeah. I, no, noise. no. They, they, no what they said is wow, they would keep no. they would keep these powders in like their tights, mm-hmm. and it because I looked this up later in life to figure out how they did it because I always wondered. I want
2: to know how they did it. And They'd too. put
0: it in their mouth, and it would they would create the saliva, and they would spit. It was it's all saliva, but. I don't know. I, mean, I really feel like we could go for hours because I could talk for hours. But I
3: must me I am the only person that decided like early in life that they wanted to like work in a circus. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you are, you are. It's, it's not that much different. It's, not it's much different. all
0: sideshow stuff. And my mom used to tell me that when I was growing up, she'd be all, r- "Pro wrestlers are all carnies."
1: That's what she would tell me. A, when lot, I was growing of, up. a lot of them were, yeah,
0: yeah. So I want to thank Hobo Hank for coming on the show. Absolutely, September twenty fourth. At the West Side Community Center, they're going to have uh, Left is Right. Yep. Yeah. Who comes up with those names? The the, the owners.
1: Yeah, I assume uh, somebody more creative than I am. They put. A, they they do a great job with the posters with the names. And that's the yeah. thing. Who is your creative?
2: Who makes up the flyers? Who actually takes uh, the time? They have a to- team,
1: I think. Yeah, we have a little creative team that puts mm-hmm. that all together, and I want to uh, do it one time. Do some of the videos, yeah. And-
0: I'm telling you, man. We're we're. I'm into this. If you guys ever need help, man, I am. Whatever you for need. For one, I want to
2: make a new flyer.
0: If you, want, if you guys I, want I, I podcast feel help,
2: that, uh, I I have the same skills, if not yeah. surpassing.
0: We, we can do this weekend.
1: This, week in, this week in DWO. You know, I'm sure that they're watching. I'm positive of that. And, uh, <laughs> I will. I'll pass that along as well. <laughs> I'll do it for free. We, you know, we the for the next event. For, three, yeah, for the next event. Building. Yeah, we've. Yeah, i just been
0: no great. I just want tickets. That's all I want. Because I'll go I go every time. Uh, every time i go to work the next day i'm like man last night da, 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 and i'm excited you know I, I i i can watch wrestling again and give a shit about it you know i don't got to watch and go uh ah, fast forward fast forward fast forward you know yeah
1: you know it's fun well, it's we, fun to go i appreciate hearing that That's if cool. you,
0: if you guys have never been uh if if you're listening and you're somewhere else look up your local pro wrestling go and support it yeah cuz you have men and women who are risking their life and limb just to entertain. And you know, I know you can go watch a play, those are fun, I like those too, but they're not literally falling down and hurting themselves just so that you clap like these guys. Right. Taz said it on Tough Enough. He said I can go to the grocery store. If there's a wet spot, I can sl- if I slip and fall, I won't get hurt. Is that true? Are you that trained where like you'll slip and you'll just like land right?
1: Yes, wow, yeah, usually, good to know. let's not try it, but
0: yeah, this Sunday or this Saturday, left is right, Westside community center, fifteen dollars for general admission, twenty dollars is it twenty for second row and twenty five for the ringside? yeah, ringside's
1: worth it. get up close and, and personal.
0: They always have a food truck, so there's always food. Don't worry about that. You can't drink beer. Every time ever someone goes, like, oh, let's go to wrestling. They go, can I drink beer? And I go, no. But we'll go drink afterwards because it ends early enough. You can still party afterwards. So Absolutely. So go check it out. Uh, the tag team champions are Brute 66. Yep. So they're here for you. Two more hometown boys. Yeah.
2: I actually want to give a shout out to Oscar Blues
0: again. Yes. Mosh Pit Mike. He's actually called into this show before. Yeah. Awesome. You you're, the, you're not the first wrestler we've had on.
1: Well, that's that's good. Mosh is a yeah. have no he Mosh. wasn't
0: he wasn't. It was uh, what's his name? Rocky Pinasco. Rocky Pinasco Jr. Rocky. Oh, okay. Hell did you know? Yeah. Did you know him? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. He, he we actually did a fake feud with him where he was going to come, like he was like asking us to be on our show and we kept saying no, uh-huh. and he was like, "I'm going to show up anyway." And people were <laughs> like, "Is this real?" I was like, "It's totally real." We <laughs> told him We told him no way. And
3: I hung up on
0: him. And then yeah, we we true. we did a show. At, we were this is when we were at the Art Bar. And so then we would hang up on him. Like he would call in, and we would hang up on him. And we're like, dude, this guy's a local wrestler. Nobody gives a shit about him, and they hang up on him. And then we we had him in the kitchen of the of the place. Oh. We had him show up before the crowd shows up, and then um, we started the show normally. And then all of a sudden, his music hit, and he came out of the kitchen. <laughs> you know, like straight up wrestling style. And he oh, sat down. Awesome. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. But yeah. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. Anytime. Uh, what, to be what,
1: back. What's your Facebook page? Uh, it's a Hobo Hank ABQ I believe Yeah That's up Correct And then uh, i on Twitter as well Look up I think it's the real Hobo Hank On Twitter The real Hobo Hank The real Someone Hobo was Hank. stealing your identity Yeah Yeah Really Well you know when, Yeah When you get any kind of notoriety at all, There's right. always somebody oh, I gotta look that shit And make sure we You know Nobody's stolen our stuff You know um, No Yeah message me on uh, On Facebook I love to talk to the fans And yeah. So if you are out of town and you got a local wrestling promotion you'd like to see some of us at, I'm sure we could probably yeah. make that work.
0: Yeah, and the Facebook page, let me give you all the DWO information out. It's uh it's facebook.com slash DWO Wrestling, Twitter.com slash DWO Wrestling, or YouTube.com slash DWO Wrestling. But I feel like you guys need a monthly, like there's something you need to help build that. I mean you guys are doing YouTube videos. I see those. Yes. I like them. But there's gotta be something else where we you know we come in and we can do green screen and be like like Gordon Sully back in the day. Yeah. You know?
1: Talk about the events and just Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. You're you're here, you're gonna fight uh uh you Brute know, sixty six this next weekend. What kind of information do you have for you know? So you're gonna you're gonna go up against Matthew Robles. What kind of information do you have for Matthew Robles? Right. Uh
1: i got nothing you uh, have nothing for him i got nothing for him no i i'm you know anytime you man yeah. ra- matthew Robles is a uh, boy he's a crafty guy isn't he yeah you just never know what you're going to get with matthew right. Robles, and but i think you never know what you're going to get with hobo hank either so anytime that we're in the same arena something magical is going to happen so i know i saw the video i saw he's got this uh Got lunch pail and a bunch of food and oh yeah and he's got some master plan for me on on Saturday night and I do I really okay. I legitimately do not know what that plan is so uh, come out and see it same time as I do I guess we'll come wow. educated together but yeah about the podcast I I don't know uh, I'm I'm sure we'd no. probably love to do something with you but I personally I would come back here do anytime. the show anytime you want. Oh so, absolutely. Ass, you kiss holler at me and I'm yours Maybe he'll hit, maybe he'll point. try to
0: hit you with that run DMC ask ring. Ask him. Yeah. Ask, ask him Rev. Ask him. Ask him. him. We are ten drink minimum.